and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And on this week's episode, we're just going to do some catch-up. And Sarah, did you come up with a, a topic to talk about? I did, but now I don't remember what it was. <laughs> well, I have something that I can talk about, but Sarah said she doesn't want to talk about the entire episode. <laughs> I'm excited. I just got a brand new, well, a 2021 brand new to me on Thursday so yesterday I got it and I love it so far I love that for you um and we can absolutely talk about your car it's it's really funny because when Nick asked me what we were going to talk about for today's episode I said we're probably going to spend at least 15-20 minutes talking about Ryan's new car <laughs> so so I I had already in my mind a lot of time for this. <laughs> um, but I did want to tell you that I did tell Horace uh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you thought he looked like. Um, and he he was like, well, it's true. Ryan just sees the real me. <laughs> <laughs> the me I aspire to be. So funny. Oh, that was a pretty funny and shocking realization when I saw Horace. I was like, that's that's absolutely not what I pictured, but good for them. I'm okay with it. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So so let loose. Tell us all about the car. So the so I'll I'll let's talk a little bit about the process of getting it. Um even on Wednesday and Thursday, it was a mess of a process. Yeah, it was still a mess. Yeah, so I signed the. Sarah disappeared for a second. I disappeared. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I signed the paperwork for the car on the 25th of July, and I thought, like most other cars that I purchased, except for the Explorer, and that was I think I thought because I was going with my own financing they had to wait they wouldn't let me take the car because they needed to receive the financing stuff um so this time i was like well i'm financing it through them so maybe i'll be able to take my car or i'll be able to take the car whenever i, I sign the paperwork for it Great. well that didn't happen and wednesday this past wednesday the second yeah, we were supposed to meet and do um, in Rhode Island. If you buy a car out of state, which most people do because there aren't very many actual dealerships in Rhode Island, um, you have to have anything newer than a twenty or two thousand one has to have a VIN check done. So you take it to a police station. They look at the car. They look at the VIN and confirm that it's correct. I think that happens in Indiana too. I think you said right. Yes, it does. So we did that. Well, we went to do that Wednesday and. He was given the wrong title. I don't understand how that happens, but okay. So he drove all the way here in my car, my new car, 60 miles this way and then 60 miles back. And then, um, so we had to meet earlier on Thursday than I had planned. So uh, we met at 830. That part when we finally got there and he had the right stuff didn't take any time. It took like maybe five minutes for the guy to actually go in and fill the paperwork out. And then we drove to the BMV because it's not in the same town that I live in. It's in Woonsocket, which is like 
10, 15 minutes. Well, it's actually 30 minutes away. So we drove over there and we walked in. He had some paperwork that I needed to fill out that I had already filled out, but they were new. So like, I guess whoever was filling out the paperwork yesterday or on the 25th filled it out incorrectly or something. So I had to redo the paperwork. Fine. So I did that. And then, and then we went inside and I had to, I had to run back out because I forgot my um, title or the registration, excuse me, the registration for the uh, Explorer. So I had to bring the Explorer registration and then we stood there for like five minutes while the person was doing their thing in the computer at the um, counter and she was like okay well who's paying me and then he gave me the check that they gave them or that they made out for them which isn't how he explained it to me was going to happen he told me he was going to give me the check and it was going to be signed to me and then I would pay for the plates out of like my account but he gave me their check from the dealership and she was like okay it's just 67 and some change left that this check didn't cover so i had to pay 70 more dollars i was like i shouldn't have to pay anything for title that's your guy taxes and title and it's part of the car dealership or the car deal because you didn't write the right amount for the check isn't my fault but right. I just did it and I was like, whatever, I'm kind of tired of dealing with this guy anyway. So I did it and then we went outside and I had to grab some stuff from the, the Explorer to put into the uh, the Maki. And um, he was like, well, I need I'll, I need some pictures of those that paperwork suit too. So I let him take pictures and then he went to go take the plates off of my car or the Explorer and put them on the Maki. And he needed a screwdriver because the one that he brought with him didn't fit. So I had to give him a, let him use one of the screwdrivers that was in my car. Luckily, I had one. Um, and then we were done. So I'm never going to do business with that company ever again because the first time with the Explorer, they were kind of shady and tried to force me into financing it, even though I already had my own financing lined up. And then this time it just, it took so long and it was so convoluted and unnecessarily convoluted that it took so much time. Right. So I don't ever plan on doing any more business with this company. Um, and I, I mean, I don't really plan on buying another car because I really love this car. Um, so the color of the Ford Mustang Maki, and we decided to call it Moira, as in Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Um, it is called Infinite Blue Metallic, and it's like a slate gray blue color. Mm -hmm. It looks grayer in pictures than it is in person. Okay. Because in pictures, it looks kind of like a just a dark gray, uh, but in person, it looks more blue than it does gray. Well, it's kind of like, like I said, a slate. So it's kind of like a, a bluish gray. I love the color. It was the color that I was looking at whenever I was trying to like spec my own and like build my own Mustang Maki. And it has all of the features I wanted. I used the Blue Cruise on my way to work yesterday and it was awesome. I loved it. Um, I do feel like the steering portion of it is unnecessary because uh, my hand's there anyways. 
and um, it did turn off a few times. So the steering portion of it, when I, so Blue Cruise, apparently it's a subscription service with the Mustang or with the newer um, Fords and you can either have it, like I think you pay like $600 for three years and you have it for three years. Um, so I, I, I might not do it, I don't know. Um, because the adaptive cruise control, which like speeds you up and slows you down, that's like that's automatically included no matter what. Right. But Ryan got to ride in it today, and he really likes it. I asked him if he wanted to drive it, and it was raining here today. He goes, "Well, maybe on Sunday if it's not raining, I'll drive it." <laughs> and he's, it has um, it's called one pedal drive. Most electric cars have it, where you really just use the accelerator to like speed it up and then when you as you let go of the accelerator it slows the car down for you to a stop as well oh okay so i have that on and it's like in most evs you have the option to turn it off or turn it on and he was like when she disappeared again he was like when i drive it um i'm gonna need you to turn that off because it's gonna take a lot of getting used to and he's not good at adapting to change i don't know why i keep disappearing Lake. I think it's partially because you're in the dark, Sarah. I don't know what you're talking about. And laying down on bed. Again, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing either one of those things. <laughs> but, um, but I like my car, and I have um. So there's this thing called phone as a key, and like I don't even really necessarily have to have the key fob with me. As long as I have my phone and it connects, then it should unlock the car and like let me actually start the car with my phone in it. <clears throat> okay. Um, I again, I'll probably never use that, uh, but it does have some cool features. Like, I can remote start my car from anywhere. So, like, if I'm if I'm out of range, so like a lot of the times when it's later in the evening and I get home, there's no parking out front of the apartment, so right. I have to park like around back and in a parking space that's further away, I can still start my car and like let it warm up or cool down, whatever it needs to do. Well, that's cool. From the comfort of my own home. So I'm excited. I really like it. Um, I like the screen. The screen is really nice. Um, there are a couple things that I've noticed that I'm like, uh, like the Apple CarPlay. I've watched a few videos and people were like, well, the wireless Apple CarPlay isn't very reliable. And I've noticed it a couple times where it's like could not connect to Apple CarPlay. So you have to like connect it like wireless, wirely with a wire, wirely with a wire. So and I'm like, I'm used to that anyways. And I really don't care. And it sometimes with um, wireless CarPlay, it lags a little bit. So I actually rather plug my phone in than use the wireless. Right. Um, I know. I feel like Apple CarPlay, CarPlay in general has issues with that because Nick's car also has a problem where um, he has to connect it with the wire. It it won't connect it like through Bluetooth or anything, um, which does make it kind of frustrating if like for some reason we're having trouble finding the cord. But you know. My cord is just always plugged in, so it doesn't really 
that, that that's not an issue for me right and i'm used to it my uh, the explorer you had to be plugged in and in the optima you had to as well so i actually prefer it because like i said it's a little more it's not as laggy with the uh, wireless that's true that's fair reasonable well that was about 15 minutes of me talking about my car <laughs> <laughs> Do, do I need to give you? Do I need to give you more time? No, I mean. I was gonna say, did that not feel like enough time? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about it, um, and not like show people the car, right? And I thought I would. It would take a minute for me to get used to pushing the button to open it because it's like you push the button and it pops the door open, and then there's a handle that you just pull, like a little shelf-looking thing that you pull on to open the door instead of like having an actual handle. Oh, oh! I thought it would take me a minute, but it—it's like seamless. Oh well, there we go. There we go. I have forgotten to look in the hatch for the like home charging um, wires because those should have been included with the car, but I didn't look for them, and I just remembered a little bit ago that I needed to. <clears throat> Oh, and, oh, the cool, not the coolest part, but one of the cooler parts is the thing that I sent you yesterday. In the dark, it, when you walk up to the car, it turns on this light on the outside and projects a Mustang on the ground. Yes, I saw that picture. So, so it's like, it's just a cool little trick that the cars, and I, I guess most Mustangs do it now, like any newer Mustang, and that's an option. So it's very cool. I really love my car. I'm enjoying it so far. It's going to hurt when I pay that first car payment because it's a lot more than I was previously paying, but I'm also paying like, uh, excuse me, like $300 less a month for gas and stuff. Right. So it's kind of like feeding into that. That makes sense. Other than that, um, I just started watching the um, series Ghosts. 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 Yeah, it's on. Um, it's on CBS, but I'm watching it on Paramount Plus, I think. So it's about um, <clears throat> this um, couple that inherits a house from this woman, this the girl's um, dead rel dead aunt. And she, they move into the house and they're going to make it into a bed and breakfast. But like at the beginning, they're fighting whether or not they're going to keep the house or sell it. And there are ghosts that live there from people that have died on the property or died in the house. Right. And um, it's actually like a, it's based off of a UK sitcom or series. Um, and then so the first there's a ghost that like can sometimes move things and he pushes over a vase that's at the top of the stairs and she walks walks and trips over it and falls down the stairs and because of the head injury she can see ghosts she can see the ghosts now oh um, okay and it's like the it it just started talking about like the backstories of the ghosts and like their lives and how they died on the on the property and it's fun it's it's more of a like a funny series than anything 
and it has the girl that was I don't know if you ever saw it um I think it's the eye zombie eye zombie I don't that I don't think that's what it's called hold on un momento por favor um but she was like she was a doctor um in this zombie series uh, Rose Mc, McLever McIver maybe I think it's McIver M-C-I-V-E-R that would make more sense yeah and I zombie yeah that's what it's called uh, <laughs> but it was like it was just this series about um, zombies in Seattle where she turned into a zombie and if as long as she eats she ate the brains she like remained like a like a regular person she didn't actually like turn into a brainless zombie oh so kind of like Santa Clarita diet kind of yeah but it was before that okay okay so this new series is kind of it's really funny and I like the I like some like the ghosts are really interesting too because there's like a a dead jazz singer there's um a one of the ladies is like the matriarch of the family from like the um 1800s or something like that Mm -hmm. there's a the last episode that I just watched was a scout person that like I guess they um, hosted a Boy Scout camp or a camp one time, and his he got shot in the neck with an arrow, and that's how he died. Um, but it's a pretty funny, funny series. If anybody's interested in watching it, it's interesting. Hmm. Sounds pretty interesting. I feel like I heard something like vaguely about it, but yeah. So, I've not been watching anything new. I've been re-watching The Golden Girls because here we are. Um, but I've been... And I disappeared again. Um, I've been... <laughs> I've been um, writing some, like, queer short love stories. Which has led me down the rabbit hole of looking into, like, queer life in different time periods um which has kind of bumped me into I don't want to say that it's bumped me into a bunch of bigots but it kind of has um as far as like when people talk about history and I have to admit that like I used to be this kind of person where I was like well you can't prove that that doesn't mean that they're that way but I think in particular um so there was um there's been a lot of talk about the quote-unquote first uh doctor to perform a successful cesarean section which the thing that you have to you yes uh, go ahead i'm i have an interesting fact about um cesareans but go ahead okay <laughs> you you got really excited for a second there um so 
even though cesarean sections have been successfully performed in Africa for literally centuries, um, but which is where this doctor learned it. Um, but this doctor was assigned female at birth and lived their entire life as a man. Okay, now I think we talked about them. Did we? Potentially. Um, but the thing is, is that you run into people who diverge. So I would say that that person was a trans man because they, you know, went out of their way to look and live as authentically as a man as possible. But we also have to take into account like historical context of there were a lot of things that were off, quote unquote off limits to women. So there's a lot of arguments saying that this person was not a trans man, but was a woman simply bucking tradition. And so I don't, I feel like it's the same as when historians are like, oh, but they were just friends, but, even though they're like writing love letters to each other kind of thing. So did they, the the doctor, did they identify as a male or a female? Like they presented their whole life as, as male, like they practiced as a male, so on and so forth. They never revealed that they were assigned female at birth and actually they didn't ever want that to be discovered. Mm. So in my mm -hmm. mind, like the only reason it got found out was because some, like somebody decided to be petty and reveal it to the world. So, I mean, technically that would, I mean, based on all intents purposes of what a trans, per trans person is, that would be a trans male, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I would view it. Is I I would say that person was a trans person. Like, but you get a lot of you get a lot of um, turfs, yeah. trans exclusionary, radical feminists. Even though there's nothing feminist about them, um, you get a lot of them coming in and saying, "Well, this is erasing women's history and so on and so forth." And it's just like it's not. You gotta you gotta look at the context though. You can't just look at you know assigned female at birth. I wonder if they would be unhappy with being called either male or female, and maybe they're non they were actually non-binary, but they didn't know that, that was a, a thing back then. I don't know. So maybe I mean it it's up for debate. The only person that truly actually knows is probably that person. <clears throat> right. It's just interesting to me the. The people who come out of the woodworks just to try to shut it down just just because it goes against how they expect people to be and i was just like okay All i right. can i can see the argument for both sides because i mean in one way you're looking at like all these women are looking at it like well this was a tag i mean biologically a woman that did all these amazing things so they want they want to be able to say look at this stuff this this woman did um right at this trailblazer did and right. then 
from a like a trans person side they're probably like well technically they were a trans person so this would be something amazing that a trans person did Mm -hmm. this revolutionary thing that this trans person did so i mean i can see it from both sides and really there's I, i don't think there's ever really a win to that argument other than the acknowledgement that this person did something amazing and to recognize the person as a person. Right. I think. Oh, that... sorry. Go ahead. I'll go back to my, I, before I lose, I don't want to lose my, my. Oh yeah. Thought, you're, but... you're cesarean. <laughs> but did you know that a, a chainsaw was originally developed for birth birthing purposes? I did not. Yeah. I didn't need to know. <laughs> I thought I thought we had talked about it. No, because I've successfully been avoiding looking up what chainsaws were originally invented for. <laughs> chainsaws were originally invented for helping with childbirth, not for cutting or not for cutting wood. Before the cesarean, uh, if a baby was too large to pass through the birth canal, parts of the pelvis would be removed. At first, the procedure was performed with a small knife, which is very, very messy and very painful. Uh, in, ni- in 1780, two doctors invented the chainsaw to make the removal both easier and less time-consuming. The original chainsaws were powered by a hand crank. Okay, I know, I know nobody can see my face right now, <laughs> but it is mortified. Absolutely horrified because we all know that those women were not being given medication for pain well apparently they the way that they invented it and made it it was less painful than the way that they did it before just because it was less painful in comparison doesn't mean it was (laughs) painless no i know but they're they're looking at ways to improve the pain level during childbirth and this is one way to improve the pain level. This is one way to improve the pain level by just like... It was also the 18th century. It was also the 18th century. Yes, I'm aware, but I'm just like... That sounds like torture. A childbirth is torture, Sarah. I know. And then you have to deal with it for at least 18 years afterwards. <laughs> that part I'm less worried about. That's why there's stairs... The good news is, is I don't have to worry about being pregnant ever again. Exactly. Like. You just have to potentially find someone to do that for you, Sarah. Are you okay with doing that to someone else's body? (laughs) Only if they are. (laughs) I'm not going to, like, force anybody to have a baby for me. Unlike, you know, the Republican Party. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, what are you, Republican? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, so one of the one of the interesting going back to uh, the, the gay history stuff that I've been looking at. So one of the things that I was looking into um, was queer people during the Regency era, which would be, like, most often understood as, um, oh, brain, uh, Jane Austen era, um, 
But one of the things that I was learning, the I pulled up the article. Um, of the like, so one of the first things that this article talks about, and it's from riskyregencies.com. So, like, take that as you will. Um, they talk about how out of the words that make up the acronym LGBT, uh, only the word lesbian was used in the Regency with the same meaning as it has today, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then obviously, as we know, queer used to just mean weird or deviant uh, back in the day. Um, homosexuals were known as mollies. And then there were molly houses uh, where people would go. Um, they were primarily establishments for men to meet other men, obviously. I was going um, to say, when you say homosexual, do you mean homosexual men, I'm assuming? Like, mo- most prominently homosexual okay. men, since they had the word for lesbian. Um, but it, it also referred to anybody who um, participated in, like, cross-dressing, things like that. Um... So, but what was also interesting as I was reading in this article, it was like, obviously we know that um, sodomy in a lot of places, I mean, it's still illegal in a lot of places, um, but France was kind of known as like the forward push for um, gay rights back in ye olden days. Um, actually, France has always been kind of on the cutting edge of, um, relationships, like, and being And the queer movement. Yeah. Not even just the queer movement, but, um, France was one of the only places where it was safe for, like, interracial relationships and whatnot back in the day. Um, because they just never had a law, as far as I'm aware, they just never had a law against it. But anyway... Um, France decriminalized sodomy in 1791, and then when Napoleon created a new penal code in 1810, he carried over that lack of laws banning sodomy. So Paris became something of a hot spot for homosexual and transgender individuals because um, even though there were no laws to protect them, there were also, at that time, fewer laws to hurt them which I thought was very interesting. So the biggest issue obviously is like being queer back in ye olden days was obviously easier for men uh, than it was for women because men could technically never get married and it not be an issue. Yeah, and it was probably seen more as like a, they're being, they're showing their dominance type of thing. Yeah, like they're, oh, they're just set in their ways and, you know, they're just a confirmed old bachelor. But back in the day, women were, I mean, and it's not even back in the day, if you want to get technical, women couldn't even have their own fucking credit cards until like the 70s. Um, But anyway, but like, you know, you, unless you were from like a wealthy, wealthy family, 
as, as an assigned female person, you did not have access to money or jobs or things like that to keep yourself safe. So oftentimes we hear less about queer women during these time periods because they either had to pretend to be men or they had to marry men. And then when you look at who was pretending to be a man and who was actually a man, you know, it just gets all lost in the jumble. Because I'm sure that there were more trans men back then as well that we just don't know about because they couldn't afford to live that way. Well, this episode has taken a very odd turn. (laughs) We went from talking about my car to talking about trans rights, which it's totally fine. Well, like, I mean, it's just, it's something I've been thinking about a lot because I've just been, I, there's a severe lack of like queer romance in my life. And so I decided to just write my own and I'm a researcher at heart. So obviously I'm going to look stuff up to make sure that I'm being as accurate as possible. And yeah. And when you say, so are you making like historical queer fiction or? Yeah. Mm. Like I can't, I can't write just a romance because I find that boring. I find it all boring. (laughs) (laughs) I love historical fiction. I love historical romances. So I was like, let me write a historical queer romance. And like throw a little bit of fantasy into it as well. (laughs) And ta-da. Well, I mean, if you enjoy doing it, then it's something you should do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this project actually. So, because it's gonna be a whole, it's gonna be a whole thing. Um, it's gonna be a collection of short stories that are all centered around the same couple. They just, um, it's all the different incarnations that they've lived. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna form a whole book. It's gonna form a whole novel. Of short stories. I'm very excited. That is exciting. I was sorry, I made a funny face, but there's um this advert that was playing on the the page that I was looking at for the um chainsaw thing. And it was these people cutting like using a, a, a saw to cut pieces of meat. And I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> To demonstrate, I guess. No, it's it's like a, a recommended video thing. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On right. this website, it's it's. I'm assuming they probably did a did something about it on this website. Ominousrecommendations.com. <laughs> I, I will switch off of that and back to our <laughs> our podcast notes, of which there are none for this episode or really any episode in the last couple of weeks. Because we've just been winging it. <laughs> I know, but these are kind of fun episodes. These are kind of fun episodes, yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like the last couple of episodes, even though we've been winging it, we still talked about some 
interesting stuff. So, um, well, aside from that, what else is going on, Sarah? How was the Jaws on the Water? Oh, we didn't get to go. So here's what happened. We were on our way. It was me, Nick, Horace, and Kat. And we're on our way. And all of a sudden we hear this scraping sound. And we're like, what is that noise? It was part of the undercarriage. So Nick had gotten Bruce, the car, um, fixed. Like he'd gotten the brakes checked and whatnot. And they hadn't screwed it all the way back on. And so one side of it came off while we were speeding up to 80 miles per hour. Thanks. So we ended up having to turn around and go home because nothing we did was able to like keep it from dragging. And so we didn't get to go. We just Hmm. stayed home and watched TV instead. I wonder if they will have to pay to replace it if it needs to be replaced, I assume. Yeah, I think they already took care of it. So, but it was just like, it was, it was really disappointing because we were all looking forward to going. No. Um, but what we did was we just chilled out. We ate a bunch of food. Um, we played, um, Red Flags, which is a dating game. Yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't played that in like at least a decade. Um, so we played a few rounds of that, and then we watched a movie, but I don't remember what we ended up watching. But yeah. Oh, I remember what we watched. We watched um, Bewitched with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. Hurley? Elizabeth Hurley? Yeah. Um, is it Bewitched? Is that what it's called? Bewitched. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Early. But yeah, it's called Bewitched. Uh, no, sorry. Not Bewitched. Bedazzled. Okay, I was going to say that doesn't sound right. Bedazzled. Because I, I know what movie you're talking about. And she's like, isn't she a, the devil or something in it? She is the devil in yeah. it. Yes. Um... <laughs> It is a fun movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. And so. how did how did meeting your new friend go? Oh, it went really well. Um, their name is Gemini. They are six foot seven. Jesus. So they're taller than you. There's a guy that works at my work that's six foot seven, and he. Um, I feel bad for the poor guy. He <laughs> every time somebody. Everywhere. No, well, no. Um, especially not at my work. It, the things have to be, everything has to be really high because of product. Um, <clears throat> no, every time somebody sees him, they like, well, not every time. A lot of the time, somebody will say something about like him playing, playing basketball or something. And he's like, I didn't play basketball. Leave me alone. I'm like, I feel for you. I got the same thing in high school. Everybody asked me if I had played football. And I was like, no, don't even give half a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
but yeah, they're they're really cool. They think that I'm cute. They're interested in me. So they're blind. Ouch. <laughs> I'm just rude. Kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Wow. Just tell me how you <laughs> really feel, man. They have Ugh. cataracts. They need surgery. <laughs> They're oh. a keeper, Sarah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Sarah okay. is adorable. Uh, anyway. She makes me want to push her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that equates to being adorable. <laughs> or but... roll her around the parking lot when she's drunk and falls over. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> uh, fun times. Fun times. But anyway, but they're but they're interested in seeing me again. And yeah. Well, that's exciting. Do they look like a twink? Um, Obviously not. Never mind. They're six foot seven. They can't be a twink. <laughs> Never no. mind. Erase that comment. They <laughs> no. They they do not look like a twink. Um. But yeah. But yeah. No. That it, it was lovely. Um. We ended up. I think we like talked for like four hours. Um. Which was really really nice and yeah yeah so i'm i'm interested in seeing them again and yeah i don't i don't know where where it's going yet i don't know if like i if i want um a new romantic partnership or not um right this moment i'm just focusing on the friendship aspect of it and I'll let whatever happens happen naturally, not being forced or anything. So, yeah. And I was gonna say I can I can send you a picture right now. Is that invading their privacy? Did you ask them first? Did not ask them first. Jeez, Sarah, consent is sexy. Okay. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> Send me the picture. <laughs> <laughs> like how you're like, no, but really, send me the picture. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, what else is going on? I don't. I mean, I don't really have much other than work and school started back up so I have to start doing some stuff for school but it's I, I feel like they kind of have structured the classes the same in every um, every term now because this one is the same like where I have an assignment and um, I have an assignment and something due every every week except for week five when I only have a discussion board due. So it's weird, um, but I have to, like, tomorrow I should probably um, submit my first discussion board post and then start working on my um, first assignment. Mm -hmm. And this term, let me pull it up because I don't remember what I'm taking. Uh, it's something like project management or something like that. <clears throat> Ah, yes. Project management and implementation in education and training. Nice. So, so a complete snore fest, I'm, I'm sure. But I think Probably. it'll be fun. Um, I mean, 
I mean, it is something that is a little bit more, I haven't, I don't know, like I know about do like project management because I've owned a few projects and worked on a few projects. So I know a little bit about project management, but I might actually learn a little bit more this, <laughs> this seat, this term than I have the last few terms. Nice. I, um, I start back to school on the 21st. Oh yeah, that's right. What? And you have like four classes or did you drop one of them? Or? Yeah, I have four classes. Um, one of them is an eight week class though. So the first half will be really busy, but the second half will be a little more calm. But that, that's what I like about mine. Cause they're yeah. all like, I only have one class per term and all of my classes are six weeks. Yeah. It's really nice. It's really refreshing. I thought it was going to be a lot of work uh, because they usually like condense everything from like a 10 week class into six weeks. But so far it's been relatively manageable. Nice. I don't know that I could do a six week class. I don't think I retain information well enough to do that. Yeah. Without feeling like I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I can do an eight week course. Okay. Like, as long as it's just like one eight week course and I'm not trying to do like four, like I did the very last semester of my um, library degree. Actually, I think I did six. I had three eight week classes at the beginning and three eight week classes at the end. Whew, that was a lot. That was a big push. Funny. Oh, and um, I start moving into my new place on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Very happy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it, though. I don't really have anything interesting going on right now. Other than my, my writing project, which I talked about, and... What are your plans for the weekend? Um, I don't have much. I think tomorrow um, I'm going to go to the pet store and get Bobo some treats because he's almost out of treats. Um, and then I will I'm going to plug my car in because it has to charge because it's at um, it's at like 17 percent right now, which it says I could drive like. 35 more miles before it needs to be charged completely um but i want to go ahead and get it charged and get it out of the way <clears throat> right that makes sense so i have to i'm going to take that take it and do that tomorrow and then other than that it's ryan wanted to see if we wanted if i wanted to go to a sushi restaurant on sunday because hmm. sundays we usually go and get food and then go to the grocery store go do something interesting in the area but <clears throat> he said I, I don't remember what the name of the sushi restaurant was but it's just down the road he wanted me to look it up but I don't remember what the name of it is and he didn't remind me when we got home <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, other than that I mean I need to work on my school stuff so I have to do that 
and I'll probably just continue watching ghosts. There you go. I um I work tomorrow. But other than that, probably gonna be working on hacking. Um getting stuff ready to go. Did you let your current house people know that you're evacuating? Yep. They they are aware. That's good. And they're they were okay with it? Yes. <laughs> I guess they don't really have an option. Because you're yeah. not you don't really have they've kind of already severed ties. Yeah. So that's on them, man. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Um Ooh, can you steal your roommate that you have currently and then like cut your bills in half? I wish. <laughs> Did you ever finish putting your bike together? No. Jesus Christ, Sarah. Tell Nick he needs to help you. <laughs> Make Nick help you. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Make Nick um, help speaking, you. Speaking of, Nick and Horace are going to Mexico on Sunday. And then Nick can't help you. I know. <laughs> get Jim and I to help you. Get someone to help you put it together, Sarah. Who's the person that lives in the house with you? Miguel. <laughs> Miguel? Make Miguel help you. <laughs> yeah. Offer him something. That that didn't... I didn't mean that to sound as sexual as it did, but... <laughs> offer him something. <laughs> I would say offer to cook, cook him food, but don't, because you might kill him. Ouch. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I don't know. Like, write him a story. Write him a poem. Offer offer something to him so that you can have a tricycle put together. Okay. All right. I will do that. Shake those titties. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to all life's problems. Just shake your titties at it. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, I do it. <laughs> so there I was with barbecue sauce on my titty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I kind of want to I want to play a game, but I'm trying to find those things that we did that one time where it was like choose your own adventure thing, but I'm not finding anything. Oh, sadness. Cuz that actually was a lot of fun. It I was. I, I got killed multiple times, but you know, I think we should organize um, a group game where we play red flags or something like that um, for the for the people at home because I think it would be hilarious. So is is red flags kind of like I know um, I listened to. Oh my god, my mother has followed me on TikTok. <laughs> I just got a message that says Catherine Calloway has liked your your video. Oh. Well. <sighs> anyways. Western moms. <laughs> anyways. Uh, it's kind of like on uh, the This Might Go the Get Weird podcast with um, Mamrie Hart and Grace. They 
um, did this episode, or they do this thing on some of, it's not on every episode, but it's called Could You Deal or something like that, where they talk about something and then the question is, would you be able to do, like, deal with this if dating the person that did this? Hmm. It's something like that. So you get two, um, two cards that are, you know, good flags, like green flags, like, uh, this person is extremely wealthy and this person owns your favorite restaurant chain, you know, something like that. Um, and then, but they bite their toenails, but they bite their toenails, something like that. Yes. So the person next to you hands you a red flag and it says, whatever, uh, one of the cards that I played <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, I was terrible and I totally, um, ruined the date, uh, but, um, it was this person the person was like really wealthy they were really um like really smart or whatever but they wore adult diapers because they said it was more convenient hey i would never wear adult diapers but i can understand that mentality because there is nothing more inconvenient than having to go to the bathroom especially if you're in the middle of doing something and then it just like it the sensation that you need to pee or go to the bathroom hits and you're like you're in a good groove and working really hard on something and then it's like oh no I gotta go to the bathroom then you lose all momentum when you come back so so you'd rather just sit in your own filth well no that's why I said (laughs) I would never do it (laughs) I said I would never do it I think I feel like sitting but in your own filth would be way more inconvenient. I didn't say I would do it, but I said I understand the mentality <laughs> for the people that do or would do that. And Sarah's dying. First of all, she was she was disappearing. Now she's dying. <laughs> I have ceased and desisted. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I do have this. Um, it's called select your answer. And it's kind of like a, would you take this or this type of thing? Oh, would you rather kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. So it's, would you rather allow all kids in Africa to eat for free or receive five or $50,000 a year for doing nothing? Obviously, kids in Africa are eating. Yeah. And then it gives you like how people voted. 52% of people said they would allow kids to eat for in Africa to eat for free. 48% 48% said they would like to receive $50,000 a year for doing nothing. So 50, 48% of people are garbage. 40. I did. Oh, what? 48, like how is that even a comparison? <laughs> right? 48%. So like that's, I don't understand how anyone would choose that, but I, 48% of people did. Uh, and would you, you don't like, even like kids. I don't, but I don't like when people starve. I don't like when people starve either. <laughs> Unless it's by their choice. I don't like when they starve, but it, if it's their choice, then it's their choice. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> um, the ability to breathe underwater or the abil- ability to tra- teleport where, anywhere you want. Ah, oh, fuck. Because these are my two faves, okay? So, like... I would choose teleport. Yeah, because I mean, I guess 
I guess like just because I can breathe underwater doesn't mean I could that I'm still gonna be able to like pressurize properly. No. Um, and 40% of people said they would like to breathe underwater. 60% said they would like to teleport. Um, and then the next one is be chased by a serial killer or be haunted by a spirit. Be haunted by a spirit. Definitely. Yeah. I would much rather be haunted because there's really, I mean, there's almost nothing they can do. Like, um, I'm already fucking haunted. Like, what's one more? Just by her personal choices. <laughs> uh, 30% of people said they would like to be chased by a serial killer and 70% said haunted by a spirit. And then the next one is... I, I would like to know the mindset for somebody who would rather be chased by a serial killer. <laughs> Are you just assuming that you're going to make it out alive? Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess. Because I'm um, not. I'm not assuming that. I'm, I'm assuming they're not going to have to chase Mary Bark. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a fat kid with asthma and a bad hip. Like, <laughs> I'm going down in 2.5. <laughs> We're not God. surviving. The next one is walk through a, a web of spiders or sleep a night in a room full of snakes. sleep a night in a room full of snakes i would say spiders no and like and hear hear me out on this so it doesn't say how the snakes are in the room it doesn't specify well it just says a room full of snakes yeah it just says a room full of snakes it doesn't say like if the if the room is full of like tanks full of snakes so there's a loophole there, meaning I can just put them in tanks and I'm good. That's true. Um, but I have to say this did spark. So I had a, a dream the other day that I was staying. Ryan and I went back to visit and I was staying at my dad's house. And the house was like being infested by snakes. And like it wasn't just like the same like type of snake. It was like snakes on a plane type of thing. And they were like venomous. Like we got both, we both got bit by a, a viper. And then like we called someone to come and take care of it. And someone had put them like a bunch of snakes under my dad's house. I don't know what it means, but I had that dream the other night. It was crazy. <laughs> okay. I feel like we need to, what does it mean <laughs> when you dream about snakes? Uh, but anyways, in this one, 55% of people said the spiders and 45% said snakes. While you're looking that up, um, would you rather live in a world, ew, live in a world with no internet or live in a world with no transportation? This one's difficult. Because I feel like... I guess live this, in a world with no internet but i feel like this isn't possible at least the transport like yeah in my mind kind of feel like in my mind if there's internet then there's obviously going to be transportation and then if there's no internet there more than likely won't be transportation either like there'll be transportation because we had transportation <laughs> before the internet no but the new transportation we're not gonna have right um, and let's see. So for this one, it's not loading because my phone wants to decide to be garbage right now. 
Okay. Well, in general, dreaming of a snake can indicate something unpredictable or untamed in your life. Snakes can represent transformation, change, and the power to overcome obstacles in our lives. Hmm. I mean, it was right before I got my car. Let's see. What does it mean when you dream about snakes chasing you? In a situation where the snake is chasing you or biting you in your dream, this is a warning to be aware of your surroundings. Specifically, you might have some betrayal or infidelity on your hands. Uh, so back to this one. Um, for the internet, people said 53% and then transportation was 47%. I think I would say internet too. Because like we'd we'd still have a ways we'd still have ways to travel. Like because we had planes and cars and trains and all that stuff before the internet. Now, the problem that we're gonna run into is that we would have to relearn how to use all those things without the internet capability because we wouldn't have that anymore. That's true. Um, so the next one is have the ability to remember everything or be able to see into the future for one minute. That doesn't seem like it would be useful. Uh, remember everything. Yeah. The, it, seeing into the future one minute doesn't seem like it's useful. I feel like that would only be useful in very specific situations. Yeah. And most people agree it was 65 to 35. <clears throat> and that was the last one. All right. You ready to do our... Um... Our turn of phrase. Yeah. So the turn of phrase this week we're looking at is called turn a blind eye. So the phrase turn a blind eye and it's to ignore situations, facts, or reality. And the origin says the British naval hero Admiral Horatio Nelson had one blind eye. Once when the once when the British forces signaled for him to stop attacking a fleet of Danish ships, he held up a telescope to his blind eye and said, I don't see the signal and attacked nevertheless and was victorious. Dang. So he was <clears throat> being willfully ignorant. Yes. Okay. I can see how that relates. Yeah. Turning a blind eye. Hmm. That's interesting. That's funny. Kind of rude. But funny. <laughs> like you're like kind of rude. Well, anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't, I don't have anything else. Well, you think you want to call it a podcast? Yeah, I think we can call it a podcast. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. If you like this episode, please give us a like and comment, and don't forget to follow or subscribe. Uh, And then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to. (laughs) Please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, as this will help us get the podcast out to more people and help us grow. Feel free to give us a follow on social media. Our Instagram, Twitter, and threads is at nowaboutthatpod. And if there's something specific you would like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com or visit our website, www.nowaboutthatproductions.com. 
And you can also send us a, or give us a call or send us a text message. Our phone number is 765-557-4170. Again, thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great week since this will be coming out on a Monday. And Sarah, enjoy your weekend. You as well. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.